Christ. And it's evidenced through our walk. If someone or anyone tells you that you need something more than Jesus for salvation, run. You are saved by grace through faith. The world can't offer this to you. They can come at us with all sorts of false teaching. Well, we have to recognize the world cannot offer it to us. Now that, we have our exam- that we've examined our hearts and we can be certain in our salvation, we can know that we know that we know that we know him. How, how then do we spot a wolf in sheep's clothing? I've had people ask me this every now and then. They'll say, you, you, know, you never mention false teachers or another pastor that might be a false teacher. You never mention them by name. And I might in private conversation, but never publicly. And why is that? Well, the reason is primarily because I want you to be able to discern on your own. I want you to know the scriptures well enough. When you see someone who is, is not following the Lord, but they're disguised to look like someone who does, that you would recognize it of your own. Why? Because if I give you a list, that list will be outdated in no time. It'll be outdated soon. But if I can rather teach you and encourage you to have a discernment of what is false teaching, as John does here, John doesn't address any individual. He doesn't address, could he have? He could have said, don't listen to this false teacher named so-and-so. He could have done that. But he didn't. Why? He said, I'd rather teach you what's wrong with Gnosticism so that you don't, and anybody who comes along and starts teaching that, that you'll know it and you'll recognize it and you'll be able to discern for yourself what is a a false teaching. So how do we recognize these wolves in sheep's clothing? Well, let's look at verses 15 and following. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. Little children, it is the last hour. And as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come. What's he saying there? False Christians. There's going to be people who are going to claim the name of Christ and they're not going to be true followers of the Lord. They are going to be anti-Christ. They are going to be false. They're going to be professing Christ. They're going to be what? Wolves in sheep's clothing. They're anti-Christ. And many of them have come by which we know that it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, They would have continued with us, but they went out that they might be made manifest that none of them were of us. Now, that's that's significant. He said something there that should have caused all of us to just been like, there it is. There it is. Listen, when, when, when we send people out from our church, whose name do we send them in? The name of Jesus, right? We, when we send you out, Who are we wanting to manifest or make known or revealed? The name of Jesus, right? When we send missionaries out, right? Whose name are we wanting to make known, manifested? The name of Jesus. 
Listen to what happened when these people left. But they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest. Hmm. They did what? They went out to make themselves known. They went out to make a name for themselves. That's a wolf in sheep's clothing. When somebody's more concerned with making a name for themselves than making the name of Jesus known, that's an antichrist. That's a false Christian. That's someone who is self-consumed. We've got to recognize it. False Christians, antichrists, don't commit to the local church. That's the first clue in identifying a wolf in sheep's clothing. They went out that they might be made manifest. Christians go out so that Christ can be made manifest. Verse 20, but you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. What does he mean there? Does he mean that we have omniscience and know everything? No, again, that's not what he's saying. He's saying you, know, you have everything that you need to know. There's no special knowledge that the Gnostics are insisting on. You know, you have a complete view and understanding of the gospel. That's all you need to know. You have everything that you need to know. Why? Because you have an anointing from the Holy One. In other words, the Holy Spirit dwells within you and, and gives you everything that you need to know for salvation. And don't listen to those who insist that they have special knowledge or add things to the gospel message. Hmm. You know why? We still have them. We call, we call them cults. That, right, they have some special knowledge. You have to read this special book or have to have this special knowledge or you have to have this uh, understanding. Those things are out there even today. Verse 21, I have not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you know it. And that no lie is of the truth. He, or who is a liar, but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ. He is Antichrist, or a false Christian, who denies the Father and the Son. Whoever denies the Son does not have the Father either. He who acknowledges the Son has the Father also. In other words, false Christians are going to do what? Deny the incarnation of Christ. They, they, they might claim to be, oh, I, I believe in Jesus, I follow Jesus, but if you deny the incarnate Christ, you are a false Christian. Verse 24, therefore, let that abide in you which you heard from the beginning. Let that gospel message stay, stick with you. The message that you heard from the beginning. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, you, will also, you also will abide in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he has promised us, eternal life. These things I have written to you concerning those who try to deceive you, but the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. In other words, the Holy Spirit abides within you. And you do not need, or you have no need, that anyone teach you something more. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things, in other words, as the Holy Spirit teaches you, and it's true, and it's not a lie, and, it's ju and just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. The Holy Spirit will give your discernment. It, it's going to give you discernment to recognize false teaching. The Holy Spirit will help you understand Scripture better. 
The Holy Spirit will do those things. And it will help you recognize false teachers. Verse 28, And now little children abide in him, that when he appears, meaning Jesus, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone who practices righteousness is born of him. And we come to the end of chapter 2. It's my deep prayer that each of you know that you know that you know. It's never an inconvenience to busy yourself with knowing who Jesus is. I want you to know him. To know that you know that you have a home in heaven. To know how to discern false teachers from the truth. And that leads me ultimately to our last thought. The most important thing you can know is who you are in Christ.